Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hello, everyone. My name is Dorothy and I am from Pittsburgh. Um, I have been coming to OA for 39 years. And um, yes, coming to away for 39 years nonstop and have been living the steps, I think for 39 years. Now I worked through them and tried to live them. Before uh, I came, I began my eating career as a very young child. And so I spent all of my childhood um, and into adulthood, much early adulthood, uh, not quite aware of why I was having trouble with relationships, why I was having trouble dealing with life, not understand and blaming it all on the eating and not realizing that there were other things going on inside of me, traits and defects that I used to cope with life and therefore was maladapted for life in, in all honesty. And coming into program, I found, I got, I got abstinent from uh, sugar right away. I was so happy when I heard that that was an addictive substance and I was so ready at that point to give up sugar. I was just happy and I said, I could do this. I, later on, after I had been absent a while, then I began to reconsider how happy I was about that. And maybe it wasn't as joyful as I thought, but initially I got a good abstinence started and took it off my food plan. Uh, my food plan has changed over the years, but I consider myself abstinent for um, most of the time because um, if I start getting sloppy or slipping, uh, I get scared and I don't want to lose what I've gained. And so therefore, you know, like I, I really um, tighten up. And so therefore, I don't have an actual abstinence state. I can call, call my, but I've been abstinent for the majority of time of being in program. And I've been maintaining for 30, probably 37 years, a 95 pound weight loss. And so, um, and I'm healthy today and healthier than I was when I came in and I'm much older and I can do things now that I couldn't do when I was young. So um, program has worked well for me. And talking about step six and seven, what happened for me initially when I came in, we OA did not have a 12 and 12. So my sponsor said, no, use the big book take the inventory. Uh, I did my step five. Then my sponsor said, okay, go to page 76 and read about step six and seven. Well, in the big book of AA, there are two paragraphs devoted to step six and seven. So I read them. I said, okay. And in step six, basically, I'm not going to read the whole paragraph, but, it, but what it said, um, uh, 
just are we willing to let go of everything? And just like it says in our OA 12 and 12, I was so willing. I was on a, I was so high from having done my fifth step. It was like, oh my gosh, isn't this wonderful? I got through this fifth step. I feel good. I certainly do want all these things removed. Yes, I'm, I'm willing to have them all removed. And so that was that. Then I read step seven. Oh, yes. God, please remove everything, even though I might not have said God, because at that point, I didn't claim God as my higher power. But yes, please have all this stuff removed. Um, but like our 12 and 12 set uh, says, uh, later on, I realized that there were some of these traits I really wasn't uh, willing to get rid of. And not that I did it consciously, but these were traits that I'm thinking, what's the big deal? And so uh, one of them, I'm, I'll pick one, which was gossiping. Well, when I came into a program, I, it was really made clear to me about anonymity. You don't talk about people. And I understood that. I, I took that once very seriously. But it didn't say anything about once you leave the rooms. You know, you could talk about people outside the rooms as far as I was concerned. And so the gossiping part, was a pretty hard for me to, uh, to want to even to even see what was a big deal about it. Like who who was being hurt you know, from the little gossip, the little tidbits that, that I would tell people. And it, it had to come to a point where I realized that uh, in working this program and wanting to be the best and the best person I could be, that I needed to give that up. That that wasn't really in line with what the steps were saying. And that the reason I wanted to do all that, to look again, kind of do a fifth step and then become willing to do a six and seven on this gossip because uh, I had to figure out what was behind it and then realize what uh, was going on within me, which was wanting to belong, wanting to fit in with other people so that I could give it up and say, you know, this isn't, this isn't the type of person I really want to be. And I think that's what happens with me for step six and seven is that I've, I get to a point where I think, do I really want to be that kind of person? You know, I, I, I got into a point where I want to be the best person I can be and the best person I think my higher power wants me to be. And, and that really is where the willingness comes in. Just to say, oh, I'm going to give it up because the program says I have to, well, that's short-lived. But when I want to do it for myself and for the people I'm in relationships with, then I'm way more willing and to um, want them removed. And then I'm even more willing to ask God to remove them. And like the... Um, Step, says, step seven says in our 12 and 12, we um, might have to ask several times or hundreds of times, depending on, this, on the, which of uh, these traits I'm talking about, to have them removed. I um, want to no, talk, uh, try to bring into the talk of how I'm using these steps today because that is just much easier than trying to remember 39 years worth of what I got rid of when and whatever. So um, currently I am in St. Louis. I'm from Pittsburgh, but I, I am in St. Louis because my sister 
was diagnosed with cancer and I felt a need to come here and see her and be with her and not just a short visit, but see how I can help her. And my niece lives with my sister and she, my niece is an adult. And so before I came, I knew that I live by myself. I like living by myself. And now I'm going to be in a house with two other people and I love them to death. However, uh, the chance of my saying things, I know where my triggers are, let's put it that way. And one of the triggers that I knew I always had, like I would always open my mouth and get involved in my sister and my niece's relationship. And I always say something and then have to make amends and whatever. And a couple of years ago, it, dawned, it, it finally struck me, just hit me in the face, that what the problem was is that I was jealous of my niece. I'm going, oh my gosh, how can I be jealous of my niece? You know, this doesn't make sense. But I realized that I was jealous of her because I wanted my sister's attention. And my niece was getting more, more attention, and I wanted that attention. And so I know, so now I'm coming to here to be with them, and I know that this is a trigger for me, that I am going, to, that I, the possibility of my butting into the, their affairs is, and the jealousy might come up. And so, be, so I don't wait till when I know, when I realize something, I don't wait until I'm in the situation. I said, I, I looked at all the triggers that th this trip and this visit will bring up. And I started asking my higher power, please help me. And that's the steps, uh, I became willing. I just really did not want this to be a, a visit where I'm in conflict, where I'm causing stress. And so I asked my higher power before I left to help me. And what I do with, my, with this kind of thing, I'll say to my higher power, I can't do anything about this. It is up to you. You're going to have to step in. And sometimes I'll say, you have to stand between me and the person. Or also, I will say, um, I, you, I need you to flow through me. And I need your, the words to flow out of me that you want me to say. Because I know that on my own, I might say things that are inappropriate. And I, don't, I won't do it all the time, but I might do it you know, periodically. Uh, especially on a with an extended stay at somebody's house, so I did that. I did that before I came and really was praying hard, asking God to please help me with this. And I have to, I've been here now like eleven days, I think, and um, a couple of times uh, my mouth has started. And I stopped, you know, so I didn't quite get in there, and, but I stopped. And the thing is, um, I, keep my, I keep telling my niece how much I love her, because I do, I really do love my niece. I think she's a terrific uh, young woman and everything. And, just, and I tell myself I have to let go of control, and I don't need to control their relationship. And just because they're close and whatever doesn't mean that they don't love me. And, you know, I have to talk myself all into it. But I have to every day ask my higher power to, to come into this 
home and be with us so that I don't open my mouth up inappropriately. There are other stresses with this um, visit and I, I have to always keep going back and saying, what should I do? And one thing about step seven was um, when I first came in, I had a lot of difficulty with step seven, especially that prayer. And for those who know it, um, you, you know what I'm talking about, but for those who don't, I'm going to read the prayer, step, step seven prayer. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding, amen. My problem with this prayer has been that there's no place for me to be me in this prayer. <laughs> it's about me doing what my higher power wants and me doing being helpful to other people. And I'm keep thinking, but what about me? Don't I get don't I get to be happy? Like why am I why is everything just for this higher power? And I could see it like I'm being a puppet, like this higher power. You no, know, has a string, and okay, do it. I want to do this. Okay, do that, and all for somebody else. And like, what about for me? And so again, um, so I had to um, look at my creator. <laughs> I'm saying my creator because this obstruction of humbly um, wanting to like ask my higher power to um, take away my difficulties is that if I want to humbly do that, I have to think about what is my relationship and my definition of my higher power. And for me, I had to go back and, and think about this prayer as my higher power as a being or an entity that wants only the best for me, only the best. And so therefore, when my higher, when I'm asking for something to be removed from me, from me, it's my higher power saying, "Dorothy, this isn't doing you well. This is interfering with you being happy, joyous, and free. You need to give this up. And this is why I'm showing this to you right now. And this is why I'm willing to help you get rid of it. And when you get rid of it, this will help you in your relationship with other people. It's going to help the world in general. So there's, a, there's something in it for everyone, including me. And so it's not just like, oh, you know, forget Dorothy. And so this for me is how I now interpret this prayer. So that um, I'm asking that when I say my higher power can have all of me good and bad, well, I, rec I recognize that there are parts of me that are just wonderful and parts of me that you know, need some tweaking and uh, I need to grow. And my higher power is just saying, yeah, these are wonderful parts of you, Dorothy. And these are the parts like, let's work on and let's see what we can do about that. And hey, Dorothy, so, there's uh, 10 minutes left. Okay, thank you. And so, um, and I don't use the word defect because I realize for me, uh, I had traits and I don't, I now believe that my higher power um, 
did not make me defective. I'm not a defect. I'm the way my higher power made me. And I developed traits that interfere with me being the best Dorothy that I can be. And so I am asking that he remove every single trait that is stands between me and my, and, and my usefulness to my higher power and my fellows. And once I realized that this is that there's a, some good in it for me, I became less worried about how much I'm helping someone else. <laughs> you know, like knowing that it's okay to be useful to other people. It feels good. And this is really important on this trip because um, I also think my niece should also do more around the house to help my sister. <laughs> and so this is my definition of things. And like, okay, I'm, I'm doing an awful lot of cooking that I never would do, but my sister just doesn't feel like cooking and she needs to eat and she's losing weight that she shouldn't be losing. So I'm cooking and I'm thinking, I'm not gonna fix for my niece. <laughs> and she needs to fix her own food. And, then, and she needs to put her own dishes in the dishwasher on and on about what my niece isn't doing. And then part of me said, you know, my niece is under a lot of stress also. And so therefore be kind. And I'm asking, so I had to ask my higher power to help me to um, be kind and do what my higher power would have me do. And then I just thought, what difference does it make? Put the extra dish in the dishwasher. Just no really big thing. And so my higher power kind of lifted that for me, but that's on a day-by-day -day basis. Sometimes I get a little resentful. Now I have to ask my higher, higher power to help me out or to find the words. There are certain times I think I need to speak up and say something, and then my higher power gives me the words that I need to say and to handle the situation. Um, Hey, Dorothy, I'm so sorry to interrupt you again. I actually messed up on the timing. Okay. So um, you have you have about three minutes left. I'm so okay, sorry. All right, that's good. That's fine with me. So but I did want to say something about OA 12 and 12. And that is the last paragraph of every step for me it always has some gem in it. And so at the end of step six, I'm going to read the last couple of sentences. It says, we become wiser, saner, more effective people as we recover from the disease of compulsive eating. We find we can cope with both good and good times and bad, learning and growing spiritually from each experience as our higher power intended us to do all along. And that to me is really hopeful that I'm going to be saner, wiser, effective, and there's something in this for me. Uh, and then at the end of step seven, it says, um, God's power flows more surely and freely through us, bringing healing to others as well as ourselves and drawing to us all the things we once fought so hard to attain. Self-esteem, a feeling of usefulness, joy, strength to surmount difficulties, fellowship and love. And I just love that because it just tells me everything I'm getting when I work six and seven. And with that, I pass. Thank you.